This episode is brought to you by Houston Lucky of Keller Williams Realty. If you're looking for that dream home or that dream piece of property here in the beautiful state of Alabama, email him at HoustonLucky at KW.com for the rest of his contact info. And also, what's family if they don't believe in you? So thanks to Cantley Pittman, my brother, for sponsoring us. And last but not least, thank you to the Frosty Mug, a local staple, a local legend. Some of the best burgers, fries, and onion rings, and milkshakes around. Go check them out. Enjoy a view of the Warrior River. Enjoy their food. And most of all, keep supporting local businesses. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you for believing in us. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode. We hope you all enjoy. Welcome back to Pass the Jar. I'm your host, Drake Pippen. And I'm your co-host, Shane Murray. Oh, man. Uh, we've got another repeat guest. I'm really excited about this one. I've been waiting for this one. It's been a long time coming. A long time coming. We've got the one, the only, Ricky Hedrick. Ricky Thank is you. back. Thank you. Thank you. I know a change is going to come, guys. I'm so glad you're back, dude. Thanks for coming back. I know you're... You sent, me your, me. you sent me the work schedule, and I was like, all right, well, this is when it's going to happen. That's a winner. Found a date. Found it. It was a now or never kind of moment. It, it, it really it really was, because there's no telling what's going to happen next. For all I know, you know, we get up you know, we get up tomorrow, and we're going to end up with another pandemic. I, you don't know how Solid goes. point. That's Fun a solid fact, point. Like, the week your episode came out was the week before we all shut down. Yeah. You mm-hmm. remember that time we were talking about all those movies that were about to come out, and then... So excited. So I was, excited. I was so excited about seeing Candyman, yeah. and then... I feel, I feel like now, like your episode, and like the first episode, all the episodes I did before the pandemic, is like, mm, no offense to these people, they're kind of irrelevant because everything yeah. we were hoping was going to happen didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a pocket universe. <laughs> That's why you're back. And I'm back. But we got, uh, we got a lot to talk about. We're not going to rush through this. We're going to take our sweet little time on this episode today. Take it slow. But what's been going on since last year? What has been going on? It's been on? pretty much a year since you've been here. Man, it has been. You know, it really, it has been. You know, I was I was on my Facebook memories. I want to say it was one day, end of the week last week. Um, it was a day that you wanted to record that. You were going to make a little promo. You know, and I was just driving. I was stuck in traffic. You know, so you could, you know, video called me and got a screenshot and threw that up. You know, yeah. announcing, oh, it's episode this week. So that's been like exactly like a year. We're a little more artsy now. A little more artsy. A little bit. A little yeah. Bit. You know, it's. I'm going to be really honest. You have added, since I was here last, you've added one one more person. And mm-hmm. Shane, you're way better to look at than Rocky the Squirrel. Dude, thank you. That means that means more than I could ever tell you. I like, was waiting I on that comment to go way south of me. Just kick your ass <laughs> on out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to bounce. I want to stay. But yeah, what's, what's been going on, man? Uh, what's been going on? I've uh, changed jobs you know, a couple times. I've been raising kids. Um, moved out to Hoover. Uh I've bullsh crapped with yeah, yeah. the best of them and <laughs> been out and about and around. That's it. So you've moved to Hoover, so you kind of got fancy. On I it. got a little fancy, you know. It's nothing not, wrong it's, with that. It's not just the shirt that I'm wearing yeah, that's fancy. Yeah. It's the it's the whole skin. Nothing you, wrong with that. You've grown into full dad mode. I have. It's kind of hard to beat it. <laughs> right. It's a good place to be. It, you know, it is. You know, I think I think that you know dad mode looks good on some people, and some people it doesn't. You know, some people you know end up blowing like blowing up like a gigantic balloon and while mm-hmm. i did that too i 
you know, fully embraced it and went, went dad with it. I've, I've definitely put on the dad weight. The dad weight's a yeah. real thing. It is. I mean, I'm technically not a dad, but I also have a kid that stays with me a few days. It still week, counts. So. Yeah. yeah. It still yeah. counts. I mean, I'm still, I, which I wore Crocs before Crocs were a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I just kind of fit in. Yep. <laughs> I used to get those weird looks like, why is he wearing those things? But now it's. So, socially are, acceptable. You know, yeah, you know, Crocs that, are the new Air Monarchs. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was a thing. You know, Crocs did used to kind of scare people. I remember one time I went to uh, Sloss Fright Furnaces with my sister, right? And she was, at the time, <clears throat> she might have been 14, 15, right? First time ever in a haunted house. Guy reaches out to grab her, like kind of give a little, good little jump scare. Yeah. And the only thing that she has in her arsenal to shout at the man, and pardon my French, be ready to bump this one, <laughs> is... uh. She shouts at the guy, Motherfucker, I bet you wear Crocs. <laughs> so a 14 year old girl, only thing in her arsenal is, I bet you wear Crocs. Yeah. I'm so sorry for that one. See, I didn't take offense <laughs> to the people looking at me weird. <laughs> the things people say when yeah. they're scared. Right. Top notch. <laughs> I bet you wear Crocs. But see, when I started wearing them was when I was playing golf, yeah. having to walk all the time. Dude, those are the most comfortable things to walk in like that. And just slip them on, like, I'm on, cl- I'm on clouds. I can, you know, I and and I really can't judge because I I'm actually about to buy me a pair of Crocs. I wear these uh, duck boots to work every day, mm-hmm. and I, I I about died the other day. I about slipped and fell. It was, it was almost bad. It kind of it was more embarrassing than anything. Yeah. Crocs yeah. has done come out with a full like workwear apparel line. Yeah, too. absolutely. Yeah. I'm just gonna. Corn's got a pair of fleece line ones. Oh snap! Oh yeah, mm. big oh, fancy. That's nice. Big fancy. I tried sliding in them. You got <laughs> sizes just wasn't there. You have celebrities doing collaborations. Ooh. Yeah, you got Post Malone doing Crocs, uh, Luke Combs doing Crocs. I bet those Posty Crocs are dirty. They're they pretty nice. White broken skulls. <laughs> yeah, lightning. Oh, dude, it's I'd wear sick. They smell like. I'm just not paying 150 dollars for no doubt two pieces of rubber. <laughs> Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. Bud Light cigarettes and I don't know what else. Heartbreak. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I I've always worn Crocs. Like I've always. They're comfortable. I've yeah. always been a comfort guy. Like, you know, like these dudes, they'll dress all fancy and stuff at a wedding and stuff. I'm like, bro, if it's out, <laughs> outside and it's hot, whatever your boy's comfortable in is what I'm wearing. I mean, I'm not going to show up in t-shirt and shorts, but I'm going to wear something breathes. Oh, absolutely. I don't blame you. Everything You're I wear hate is me about his wedding coming up then. Hmm? Oh, I've oh, seen the preview. I've got, I've got oh, an, my goodness. I've got something planned. I'm already ready to see these photos. <laughs> Might be an album cover. Oh, oh yeah. Bring on the fire, then. It's gonna be. It's gonna be nice. And he's already got. I'm missing. One, I'm missing two pieces. I'm missing the shirt and the shirt accessory. Yeah. But I've, I've been eyeballing them. A few different options. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out which one I want to pull the trigger on. Bring it. Whatever oh, it is, yeah. bring it. It's gonna be. And he's gotten approval from Valdez to wear it. Yeah. 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 It's gonna be nice. I'm excited. Yeah. Needless to say. One of our wives is going to be ashamed of us at that wedding. <laughs> oh, it's definitely going to be mine. She already hates it. The pants and the jacket have already come in, and she's like, this is the most hideous thing I've ever seen. Hashtag ashamed. Yeah. How, let's be honest. How often? How often does she say that? Oh, man. <laughs> I tell you what, if I had a dollar for every time she said it, I wouldn't be working. I get that. I'll, also, that. a size 34, 32 in today's measurements, not the same as in 1976. <laughs> So, well, heads up for everybody out there. <laughs> they were built different. <laughs> so, uh, where are you working now? I have gone on 
from one barbecue to another. I am now at Jim and Nick's. Hey. Hey. It is, and it is, oh, I mean, it's the absolute hardest thing I think I've ever done in my life. Being a dad is super easy now. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's, you know, it's great. It's everybody that I work with is super nice. I'm working at uh, one of the oldest stores that they have. They've got 41, 41 locations, and I'm at the Greystone location out on 280. And I think it's been open since 1993. So, you know, it's it's got a little bit of got a little bit of history. Yeah. Not got a, some you know, got some flavor, if it, you will. It it doesn't have doesn't have the green top. No, but yeah. It's you know, it's still good. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Jim and Nick's. Yeah. You know, I I've always been the guy that was like, Oh, I don't know about Jim and Nick's, but the cheese biscuits sure are good. That's what I, that um, was where my next question was going. <laughs> we need the inside biscuits. scoop on the on them oh, cheese biscuits. Let me tell you, let me tell you what some of the cheese biscuits is. Hey. Sweat. And tears. Love that. No blood, but it's just sweat and tears. <laughs> Love that's, that. that's literally what it's flavored That's with. what it takes. Got it. Got it. <laughs> that's where the saltiness comes from. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how long have you been there now? Uh, so, this is my fourth week of management training. So, four weeks. It's kind of, no offense to them. Like, yeah. I get there's a steps to this business. But to send you through management training. Oh, buddy, let me tell you. Are you learning shit you didn't oh, know? Oh, my goodness. I've I've learned so much that, you know, I'm I'm shocked that my hat fits my head anymore. Because I swear <laughs> to God, I've put so much into my into my brain. I I listed out in the car, but I've got this it's my management training book. So I want you guys, I want everybody out there to imagine the biggest fiction novel that you have ever read. That's going to be about the size I imagine that this book is. This book is gigantic. It's got so much, so much knowledge in it. Wow. And I'm telling you, they, they, they put their management through the absolute ringer. So, I mean, yeah, you're earning those stripes, buddy. I'm, I'm, I'm earning that collar that I'm wearing. So, have you learned any cool historical facts about Jim and Nick's that you'd like to share cool with anybody? Historical facts about Jim and Nick's. Um, I mean, they've been open since 1985. Uh, they opened their first location off of Claremont Avenue. It's not there anymore. It was um, it was this uh, this guy Nick Fahakis and his his dad Jim uh, that opened it. And makes now, sense, it, right? Right. Makes sense. You know, admittedly, you know, admittedly, I haven't I haven't met him, and strongly doubt I will. Mister Jim, they said he passed away in like two thousand two, and Nick's no longer with it. You know, he he sold it. It's 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 a corporate thing now. Yeah. Uh, he sold it, and he. Open little donkey, oh yeah, little donkey's sick. Yeah, he opened I love little donkey. That place. Yeah, that's that's him. But from what I what I understand, super super nice guy, uh, fantastic guy. I, I'm hoping one day I get to meet the guy. You know, I didn't learn until I watch cooking shows or food shows. I'm used to a lot, like you know, food. just sitting there watching TV. You're bored. You see this on, it's like, mm, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then there was uh, I can't remember who did it. I almost want to say it was Zimmern. But he did like an Alabama yep. episode, and he cooked sausages with yep. Nick. With Nick, and that's when I learned that Jim Nix was based in like in Alabama. Yeah, I was like, holy shit! Yeah, can you believe? Can you believe the barbecue that we have that's based in Alabama? You know, a lot of people. I've I've really been thinking about this lately. A lot of people, you know, when you say barbecue, most people go they think Texas, or or I think they're gonna sit, still say Memphis. 
right? Huh. I, I That's don't, crazy. I don't think the first thing they're going to say, second thing, or maybe even the third thing they say is going to be Alabama. Yeah, just go ahead real quick, kind of off topic but on topic. Give me like your top four barbecue locations. Top four barbecue locations. This is going back yeah. to to our last interview with our friend Jordan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're talking like across the country? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So personally, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it. Alabama is number one. Got it. Got it. Uh, I'm going to go with Memphis as number two. Okay. Um, Kansas City, I like a good sweet sauce occasionally. Okay. Okay. And then I've come to appreciate the brisket out of Texas. Okay. That's fair. He threw Kansas City in there. I didn't think he was going to. I threw it in there. I, I told Shane and Jordan on the last interview that Arthur Bryant's uh, – Burn-in sandwich yeah. was the best barbecue sandwich I've ever had in my life. Oh, is it? Yes. I told him I've had barbecue at a gas station in Mississippi that would put it to shame. Um, I've I've had Mississippi gas station barbecue that is fantastic. Yeah. And I'll be honest, some of the best barbecue I've ever had in my life came from a gas station down just south of Greenville, Alabama. That's the exit. You're going down 65. It's the exit, the one immediately after the last Greenville exit, and it's called Pineapple, Alabama. And you come off, and there used to be a gas – it was a gas station. It was a shell station, and it had a barbecue restaurant inside of it. And it went through, like, new owners, like, mm-hmm. the places, you know, what it was. But they've been open for, like, ever, right? And they've got this, like, you, you come in, and you go, and you pay you know, at the gas station – register and they got a book where you you sign it you know you can flip back and look and see like all the people that have traveled through and eaten this place right that's pretty awesome it's 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 kind of a dingy looking gas station barbecue right the best smoked sausage i've ever had in my entire damn life yeah came from those people it was unbelievable that's it don't be afraid of gas station barbecue don't be afraid of it don't be afraid of off the side of the road barbecue don't be afraid of that either that's usually the best i'm telling you those guys out there with like a 500-gallon smoker, yeah, they got it dialed. Show them some love. Barbecue business needs it. But yeah, I told Shane that Kansas City is like my top yeah. barbecue destination. I appreciate a a good sweet sauce, not like not like sticky sweet, not like no. uh, not like sticky fingers. Yeah, like I don't like their sauces, Mm-mm. but like like a good like a I don't know. You you, you got to balance that sweet with the kind of a little bit of the smoke. Mm-hmm. And I, I can appreciate that. I don't I don't like South Carolina barbecue. Never had barbecue. Yet. I don't it's like Carolina barbecue. barbecue. One, I don't like the gold, the mustard sauce. I've had the, I've had the sauce, but I've never actually yeah, had barbecue. Yeah, I don't like that. There. I don't don't get me wrong, like I like a vinegar sauce. I know that my home sauce, the green top sauce, is particularly vinegary if you yeah. taste it. You know, you you get that vinegar in it. And I know that, you know, Jim and Nick's as well, they use, you know, you know, it's a it's got a vinegary taste to it. Uh, but they're not like full blown like vinegar sauce. Like yeah. Rodney Scott's might be the worst thing I've ever eaten. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. One, one, they coat everything with like eighteen pounds of MSG, mm-hmm. and then they put this disgusting. That's, that's the only thing that keeps them in the running as far as taste wise. Yeah, MSG. They just they're 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 like the Chinese restaurant down the road. Yeah, it's like oh hello, would you like some MSG? We're gonna put you to sleep, boy. Smoked MSG <laughs> is what Rodney Scott's selling. Yeah, it's not it's not my favorite. I don't, I don't yeah. think it. I would. I would I would 100% agree with you. But, I mean, I do agree with you. Like, Alabama is – they have stepped up the barbecue game. Oh, they have. I think – Very underappreciated. It, it is. And the thing with Alabama barbecue, one, we've got white sauce. And you get you get really good smoked chicken, and you put some white barbecue sauce on it, and it's it's freaking delightful. It's, a, it's amazing. There's a guy from – I can't remember exactly where he was from in Alabama. But in the Air Force with me – and he's just started recently making his own sauces and doing the grill thing, selling it as a side hustle. 
his Alabama white sauce is unrivaled. Really? Oh, my God. I'm going to have to see if he can ship me some down here. Get some. I'd love to try. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I, I love a really good white sauce. It's like, so good. It's it's so good on any kind of poultry. Like, you put that shit. Stuff. Sorry. You can put that. Yeah. Drop it. You put that on a turkey sandwich and it is next level. Yeah. I can't do Thanksgiving without it. Yep. Like, shout out to local Jasper here. Sons, Smokehouse, yep. their white sauce. I like Bear and Big Bob's. Ooh. See, I I think the Big Bob's is overrated. Yeah. I think it's just that it's readily made. You it's, can buy it, it in the store. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. And even then, like I think that their that their their sauce and their food is kind of overrated. See, I haven't drove up to to Decatur yeah. and ate there. But. I think it's kind of overrated. I think that I think we've got better around here than what they are. They're just the first name to get big. Yeah. yeah. With all the barbecue places we got here, there's no sense in leaving. Oh yeah. You know, got Jim and Nick's, got Sun Smokehouse, got Green Top. Yeah. You, you know, don't have to leave. That's the other thing with like with Alabama. You know, we've got the white sauce and then we've got like everything else we've stolen stolen basically from all the states that are around us. We're kind of in such a weird spot where we're we're, we're right here and you've got Mississippi and that's getting the stuff from from Texas. Yeah. And then you've got Tennessee that's pulling some of the stuff from St. Louis. Yeah. You know, then you've got like Georgia is pulling the stuff from Carolina. Mm-hmm. And it's it's such a it's such a melting pot which is I guess fitting. It's such that's a melting pot that it's, you know, it's kind of its own thing and I think it's I think it's the best of all, all of, of the world. Yeah. We took everybody else's we little did. pieces and just perfected it. We're yeah, kind we of did. in the middle of all the barbecue capitals as far as like the surroundings. Yeah. So they just kind of feed into here. Yeah. Which that's cool. Influences are what create innovation. Absolutely. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I would wear that t-shirt. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I love Jim and Nick's. Uh, I always tell people that uh, Jim and Nick's chicken fingers are some of the best you'll find. Oh, buddy. I love their chicken fingers. They're delicious. You know, like I don't like to order like a child, but I want some chicken. Fingers. Oh no, no, dude, hey, 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 get some chicken fingers. There is a, there is a time and a place for chicken fingers, and I feel like the time and place can be any time I want it to be. Hey, for sure, it's very beautiful. And, and whatever place I'm saying, very beautifully said. <laughs> but it's uh, a time and place for everything, and it's normally where I'm at. It's normally. So you're you're pretty neck deep into the the barbecue restaurant management top four deal. What's what's one thing you wish you'd have known when you first started? When I first started at Jim and Nick's yes. or just in general? Or your all, barbecue all over. Yeah. journey. My barbecue journey. A restaurant journey in yeah, general. Restaurant. I, one of the things that I, I, I wish that I'd known ahead of time was was that it's it's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. It's really hard, but it's it's so rewarding. I'm... Some day, some days I feel like a punching bag. You know, some days you know you just you just get the absolute shit beat out yeah. of you, and it's you know it is what it is. But when you when you walk out when you walk out into a dining room and you just see people just you just hamming it up and just uh-huh. loving it, it's like you know what? It was worth it. Hit me again. Yep. I'll take another one. Yep. That's a lot. A lot of people probably look back in yeah. their career fields and like, man, I wish I'd have known this one thing, this feeling, yeah. or whatever, just to make me appreciate it a little yeah. bit more. Mm-hmm. Because you know these people that open up restaurants that fail. They don't really probably know what it goes into. They don't. They don't. And you know, that's that is my my ultimate goal. My ultimate goal is to open up my yeah. own my own place. You know, and I know I know that going into it, it's it is such an incredible amount of work, and it is so much like money and effort that goes into doing that. That you know what? I'm a glutton for punishment. Bring it on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That like. 
and I, I don't, I don't think that that is a, that that's a trait that everybody, I guess, has. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to sound like arrogant or anything. No. But like, I don't think that everybody's got that particular trait. And I don't think, you know, I, I don't think that you can, you know, start out with that trait. You've got to come across it's something that. that's it's acquired. Something, it's something that's acquired. And it's, you got to get the shit kicked out of you enough mm-hmm. times to really, really come to appreciate it. I wish I could go back and tell my, tell my younger self, hey man, try just a, just a little bit, just a little bit harder. I promise you it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be worth it. I mean, because you probably didn't. You were raised around your whole life, yeah. So it's probably hard to garner that that true appreciation because yeah. you saw how it was. You see it. You, like you said, you got your shit kicked a few times. Yeah, but you probably didn't realize it because you grew up around. It. You saw just you saw the motions. I'm yeah. sure once you started to branch out, that's when the appreciation for oh, it started it to grow. Oh, it did. You know, I I remember one day I was I was at Wasabi Wands and I had just like I'm talking. I had tickets coming off the end of my my ticket holder and. I'm having to roll burritos and it not even gonna lie. I mean, it's gotta be like fifty some burritos on there. And I'm thinking, you know what? I sure do miss making a barbecue sandwich. That that's what we talked about in that last your last episode is that just change of cultures. That probably yeah. wasn't easy at all. No. No, 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 no. That's no. like me if I go into a new field, if I relief sleep, like I'm gonna get my shit kicked. Yeah. Because now I've known it for six years. Yeah. It's like so I can't imagine knowing your whole yeah. life then going into something totally different. Yeah, yeah Shane. Yeah, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Big difference going from industrial or working on airplanes to industrial foaming. <laughs> Real big difference. Real big. But uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that want to start restaurants and bars, etc. What's one nugget of advice that you'd give those people? Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to fail. You, I mean, I'm telling you, don't. Don't be afraid to fail because you're going to. Yeah. I mean, there's a very, very, very strong chance that you're you're not going to succeed. Mm-hmm. No matter no matter how much time and effort and money you put into it, you can't you can't predict people. You can't predict pandemics. You can't predict anything. You know, don't don't be afraid to fail. So you don't go half hearted. Don't go half hearted. If you're going to do anything, go full cock. Yep. Yeah. What was it? Uh, Mike Herman Trout said on Breaking Bad. No half, no half measures. measures. Yep. That's oh, man bringing back memories right? now. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people do enter the those things and think you know people will come to a restaurant or a bar but it's the places that are successful it's because it's not it's not a flash in the pan you know it's not the hot thing for two months yeah like yeah you may get a magazine spot or something for then but what's going to happen when you get that one bad yelp review or something guess what people are probably gonna stop coming yeah they get that one bad waitress that you probably like uh, fired them, but yeah. yeah, they've kind of ruined my reputation. Yeah, it's it's a lot of work. It's so much you work know, seeing Mason run twisted and stuff like that. Like, yeah, seeing you work in management, I can't imagine, buddy. It's it's so much work, but I can t- I tell you, it's so it's so fulfilling. Like when you when your good days are good and your bad days are bad, you know it is what it is. But it's at the end of it all, it is so it is so fulfilling. Yeah, that is wild. It's a whole ride. And a lot of people don't understand is the consistency that you have to keep every yes. single day. You got to take that energy every yep. day you walk yeah. into the doors. You got to be able to flip a switch. You got no matter what's to. going on outside. You got to be able to bring the energy yeah. when you get there. You have to be able to. You know, you don't. Everybody's got something going on. Yeah. You know, I've got things going on. You guys have things going on. You know, for all I know, the license plate back there's got its own little life yeah. you know it's yeah. got its own stuff going on oh, i'm sure it's something you know, that you, thing has been you, around oh absolutely you know you've got to, like oh, yeah you know you've you've got to be able to you've got to be able to check 
all of your issues at the door. Go in and just kind of do the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like that with any job, though, right? Yeah. Literally. You know, you've no matter what you do, if you're you know if you're if you cut lawns for a living, you know you you've got to be able to wake up and say, you know what. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Let's just do this thing. That's something that'll separate you too. The higher up you get in your yeah. career field, yeah. being able to flip that switch and yeah, no matter what's going on outside, coming in just, and being able to do the job the thing. way you're supposed to. Absolutely. That's what I told Brittany a few weeks ago. Like, uh, we've been picking back up at work, you know, for six months. It was just like, we only had like one patient each to take care of, or we didn't work. And I told her, I was like, after a month of just kind of getting back in, it was like, I've been so conditioned to this for this past year. Now we're picking back up to how it yeah. used to be. And now it just seems like, and it's not really the patients are, are worse. It's just these patients didn't come in. So they've been neglected the care because yeah. they couldn't come in. And now it's like you get BiPAPs, which are just, you know, paying the ass in their own right sometimes. Or you get the patients that have needed a sleep study for so long. Yeah. And they're they're terrible. Not like not terrible people, but like their health is in bad at a bad spot. Like I told Brittany, I was like, I'm just so I'm burnt out. Yeah. I was like, I need a break. So Master Sunday rolled around and uh, you know, with everything going on with dad, I was like, That's Master Sunday, that's WrestleMania. I was like, I'm just gonna take a night off work. I'm gonna hang out with dad and I'm just gonna break the mental chains for a day. And I went back in Monday and I was like, I'm still just as tired. <laughs> You know, but I got to, I got to bring the energy because that's, first off, that's my job. I, yeah. That's my livelihood. I've got to keep moving. But I also tell myself, I work three 12 hour shifts a week and I'm done. I was yeah. like, why am I bitching so much? <laughs> you know, so it's like for those three hours that I'm, you know, technically making, you know, interacting with my patients, like just that's nine hours a week. You, yeah. You're actually in there with the patient. Just. It's not that deep. It's like I said on Justin's get through episode. It. That's, get through that's it. three days a week. I know somebody else is having a worse day than me. Oh, yeah. For sure. You know, I can throw a pity party on my other four <laughs> days. <laughs> yeah, what a pity party it would be. But when you're when you're in the when you're in the service industry, that like technically I mean healthcare kind of is too. Yeah. Like, you're serving people and trying to make their day just a little bit better. Yeah. And so if you stop bringing that energy for one day, that one day is gonna mess you up. Oh, absolutely. So, it's completely out of your rhythm. Yeah. And you're gonna fail. You're gonna feel like you didn't do your job at the end of the day. There's day, there's mornings I walk out like if if you can't, I can't go in there and knock a patient out. Like yeah. sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> no, you know? I mean, let's you know be, you want uh, to hold on now. I'm sitting there rooting for them <laughs> we've, Le- legally. We've got ways. <laughs> Where there is will, there is way. We avoid deniable plausibility <laughs> in the medical field. <laughs> but like, you can't make them sleep. So if they don't sleep and they're a titration, you don't get them on that right pressure. Like you just stress out. You're like, God dang it, I'm gonna get in trouble. And then you're like, and then you get home, you're like, you know, it's not my fault I didn't sleep. Yeah. You know, but that's, that's the energy you got to take every single day. And here's another problem I have. And like I said, we try to avoid politics. We're going to talk about this for a second. Okay. Stimulus checks. Bring it. All right. Let's go. I have seen so many places with job postings. Yeah. Just in the past three months. I'm like so glad Arby's, Arby's had on their billboard. If you come in and apply for a job, you get a free meal. They put all that on the billboard. Nope. Yeah, it's a mouthy billboard. That is well, it. Just well, I said apply for a job, get a free meal. <laughs> that that is a billboard fitting for the meats. Oh yeah, yeah. But it just said you know apply for a job, get a meal. Like that's how desperate these places are for people yeah. to work, and I feel like the stimulus checks have made people lazy. And look, fourteen hundred dollars 
fourteen hundred dollars for me. Like yeah. I don't know everybody else's bills, but fourteen hundred dollars for me is not a month's worth of bills. Yeah, <laughs> throw them kids on there. <laughs> them kids, man, boy. Well, in that case, Stimmy uh, season hit different. <laughs> it did. It did. I mean, it's just you know, it's 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 giving people the initiative to feel like they don't have yeah. to work. So that's that's a thing, and I I say this. I'm not kidding you. I think I make this statement every day. I should I should I should trademark it. We stimulated the economy, but we failed to stimulate the workforce. Yeah, that is God, that is so ex- good. <laughs> that's, that's exactly so good. what happened. Like we we stimulated the economy, and that is fine and dandy and fantastic. And let me tell you what I feel every penny of this economy being stimulated yeah. every day when I go to work. I feel it, you know. But there is nobody. There's nobody working. Mm-hmm. It is. I hate to use the, the the p word again, but it's a pandemic now. Yeah. <laughs> people are not working. You know, people anywhere you go is looking for help. Yesterday, like the like the jackass I am, I went to Milo's for their 75th anniversary, yeah. and I bought uh, 10 75 cent hamburgers. And I sat in a line for 45 minutes at a drive-through that had, and I'm not exaggerating this point because I counted them as I pulled in 27 cars. I was a 27th car. It's a decent number. They had like a marketing manager, like walking to every car and talking to everybody, you know, and I, I made the point to kind of talk to the lady and be that, that schmuck too, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, you know, I, I hate to know how it's actually going in there because nobody has any help anywhere. And you guys are selling 75 cent hamburgers today and you're getting absolutely murdered. You're going to have 500 cars come through here. Exactly. She she was like, you know, it's, it's totally cool because everybody that's working in the stores is corporate. And it's it's created, you know, that. Mm-hmm. You know, even the corporate people are having to actually get in and get their hands dirty. Get their hands dirty to do the footwork. So, you know, I don't know if as much as yeah, it's one, yes, it's terrible. We don't have workers. Two, it's almost it's almost like what's gonna come out of this? Yeah. Right. It's like a like, hard reset on it. It's it's almost like a hard reset. It's like, you know, if anybody's gonna start taking care of their employees, you know, now is gonna be the time when that happens. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, we have created, I guess, the ideal situation for somebody saying, I want to get paid $15 an hour and somebody being like, you know what, I need need help. Fine. You know, I think that that's, that could be a byproduct of this. The biggest thing is we just, we need to get people working again. Yeah. Like I don't, at this point, I just about don't care how much I have to pay pay a person. You know, and I've kind (laughs) of seen the, uh, oh, sorry, I'm going to cut you off. You seen the uh, also child tax? Oh yeah, that's yeah, 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 in yeah. July, yeah, in July, that's going to be just another. Yeah, you know, we had a we had a we had a manager meeting at work the other day, and I I brought up that point. You know, we're talking about it now. We're like, you know, man, it's so hard getting people in to come into work. You know, you know, what have we got to do to get people, you know, into the door? And I was like, you know, it's bad enough now. Wait till July because mm-hmm. that's going to run from July to the end of the year. Uh huh. You know, and it's nobody's going to want to work. Mm, no, you yeah. know, because it, it's an I I don't remember the exact dollar amount, but I want to say it was like. 1200 or something like that per kid yeah, under like the age of six it's and something then, wild yeah like for most fast food and restaurant yeah. workers that's minimum wage yeah yeah and yeah. and and i'm not i'm i'm, I'm not trying to make like a, a a statement on like class welfare and stuff but mm-hmm. a lot of people that work in restaurants have multiple children yeah yeah like i feel like if you're working in a restaurant you know for the most part you are supporting you're either a high schooler in your first job or you're working there because you're having to support a probably a a rather large family i mean i've got two kids Mm -hmm. you know and it's 
I feel like just about everybody I work with has two or more, you know, yeah. two more kids. So it's like all these people are going to get, they're going to get hit with so much more money for and like six come, months. Yeah. Like I got so much money. But that's the, that's what I'm worried about is the mentality that they're going to carry it's, after they get that money. It's going to, it's, it's, it's going to breed a bad, bad line. And here's, here's my mentality. on like, I'm not knocking, you know, a lot of the stimulus. Um, We'll get back to that in just a second. But the, as far as the child tax goes, like if I had kids. I wouldn't say I'm going to quit work since I'm getting this to spend more time with my kids. Yeah. I'm still going to go bust my ass to give my kids a better absolutely. life. I don't yeah. want I don't want them to understand complacency. Oh, absolutely. If I had kids, like well, the Jackson, you know, complacency is the devil. Oh, it is complacency. And if they might say be the you being thing. complacent, they're going to be okay being complacent. Absolutely. And that's what I'm scared of. This this child tax, yeah, may create because these these moms or these dads are going to say I'm going to stay home. Because now I can afford to stay home. Exactly. What good are you doing your kids by teaching them yeah. it's okay to sit on your ass and just take in this money? Absolutely. And for all we know, that's going to tank the economy. People are, people aren't working, so places aren't going to be able to open. Mm-hmm. And that that's going to affect hours. It's going to affect, you know, product that's coming out, you know, out of like restaurants. I mean, don't get me wrong. Restaurants are going to literally survive anything because people that own and run restaurants – are going to do everything in their absolute power to stay open. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, restaurants aren't going to go, actually. I don't think they're going to go anywhere. But, you know, they could. I mean, they could just, they could go extinct because they can't find people to work. Yeah. And back to this, you know, back to the stimulus outside yeah. of the child tax. One thing that kind of irritated me, but didn't irritate me because it allowed, it's allowed me to go on a week-long vacation. Yeah. Because that's what we used our stimulus for. We didn't need it for our bills because we're both still working full-time. Yeah. And that's cool. If, if you get to say, you know, which technically it's our money anyway. Yeah. It shouldn't have been taken away. Taxation's theft. Mm, there we go. There's my political statement for the day. But not everything in the Constitution is absolute. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> piss off of that one. But, Let's get the 16th Amendment out of there. <laughs> but, you know, these people that are getting these that are using it for something that maybe leisurely, that's cool. But at the same time, I'm kind of irritated that people that are still working full-time jobs, they didn't lose any income, period, at all, yeah. are getting these checks. Yeah. So it's kind of a catch twenty two for me. It like, is. yeah, I'm going to Yellowstone in June, but at the same time, I didn't need it. Yeah, I'm going to Disney World. Hey, December. I bought a house. So. Hey, 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 yeah. While we're here, congratulations, Shane. Shane, stimmies, them stimmies, and paying off. Congratulations. <laughs> but you know, it, like I said, it's a catch twenty two. It's like you see the good and the bad, but at the same time, the bad's more yeah. on the government's end. The good yeah. is on my end personally. Yeah. You know. Hey, I'm, I am. I am so down with the stimulus that I got. I am I am fourteen hundred percent okay with what money I received. <laughs> I'm just Let me tell you. I'm just here to tell you what the mentality that's gonna create. Yeah. Is yeah. Be- it's gonna hit everybody different. I think it we're is. all on the same page where hey, yeah, free money, cool. Thanks. Free Appreciate money, that. Hey. I'm still going I'm yeah. still going to work. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't well, fall into the trap of, oh, they're just giving me free money, well, I don't have to do anything. Yeah. My main thing is don't sit there and say you're okay with life not getting back to normal while you're collecting this check. Yeah, there's that too. If, you, if you gripe if you gripe about that yeah, you should be mad about the the check because they're going to give that to you as yeah. long as life's not normal. Yeah, and it's start investing. <laughs> That's next step. Wait till we get our fourth stimmy. That's where that one's going. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't want another one. I wish I could write the president himself. Like, don't send one to my house. Yeah, I, d- I don't need it. I'm working. I'll so give it to just, give just it to somebody it, that needs it. Close your bank account. Well, Ooh. I mean, it'll just get stuck in limbo forever. Yeah. But the way the value of the dollar is about to really jump up, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a tricky thing. <laughs> we'll, another topic for another day. But I just, like, I fear for the people that we talked about that work in the service industry. 
I don't want them saying oh, it's okay to stay home. Yeah. You know, it's that month's worth of bills is going to be going pretty quick. Yeah. Because I, I got news for you. When I, since I turned 31, time goes by a lot quicker. Yo, yeah, it does. Like, I blink and a month is over. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if it's a glitch in the simulation that Shane and I believe in, <laughs> yep. but yep. time is going by a lot quicker oh, these does. days. Like, work's going by quicker, and work used to drag on. Yeah. But work's going by quicker. Days are going by quicker. Like, what the hell's going on? Now, that's a fact. When I bought those Muscadine uh, tickets for us, I was like, God, dude, that's, that's freaking six months away. This is going to feel like an eternity. Now we're at a, m- a few weeks yeah, away. we're only yeah. a few weeks away now. First concert since COVID. Yeah. Oh, my God, I can't wait for concerts. We'll get to yours in a second. I can't wait for, con- I can't wait for concerts to hit me in my face like a sumo wrestler. <laughs> but, you know, the main thing is with, you know, like people like us, all three of us in here have been busting our ass since we turned 16, if not yeah. before. Yeah. We've gotten jobs. Because you know, it's the day I turned sixteen, I got a job at the golf yeah. course. You know, I put on I put on all my resumes and applications. I started working in May of two thousand three. Yeah, I like that. May of two thousand three. I'm. I was a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were. But so- I was. But I was. I mean, I was working. I mean, heck, I remember. I remember, man. I couldn't have been. I couldn't have been older than like nine or ten. And they would. They would. They would cut me like. They would pay me like occasionally. I get like a twenty five dollar check, like a paycheck. Yep. Right. And for that, I would had to have before I gone to school. I had stocked the, the 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 Coke cooler, you know, filled it up, mm-hmm. and then stocked the chip rack in the morning. Filled that up, and you know, I do it a few times a week, and they paid me twenty five dollars, and that was that was fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, that's one of those things that breeds. I guess it breeds like a good like work habit. Yeah. You know, I hope that people are still doing like the good things. Yeah. Like. Stuff like that to where, you know, people people want to go to work. They start out, you know, young like that, and it, it breeds good habits. I was going to say incentive-based habits. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's not so much of his, his incentive-based. Like, we got that that sense of purpose Yeah, from going to work. Like, I'm actually doing something kind of good, yeah. you know, productive, and I'm not just sitting on my ass with my yeah. phone in my hand all day. Yeah. And that's what I feel like this current situation that we're all in. These kids are going to see their parents not going to work yeah. and under, start thinking that's okay to do. Yeah. It's not okay. No, you know, not. I saw my dad, you know, my, which and my mom too before she got sick, but I saw my dad bust his ass five to six days a week. And I got conditioned to that. So I was learning how to cut grass and I was like eight years old. Yeah. I, I told Jax the other day, I was like, getting close, Bubba. It's coming. That, which now, he, you know, he's clipping hedges and stuff, but oh, yeah. he's just not tall enough for the lawnmower and I'm not yeah. going to trust that. That child with a weed eater yeah. yet. Hey, my, <laughs> my wife and I talked a couple of days ago. I mean, my kids are like a year and a half old, but we're we're looking forward to being able to do like an allowance. Yeah, yeah. being like, hey, you do these menial tasks, and I'm going to give you money for it. Mm-hmm. How much has that word dissipated in the past ten years? What menial an allowance? Oh, allowance. <laughs> uh, a lot. I because imagine. I don't know about y'all, but before I had an actual job, I had to earn that allowance. If I didn't do I had shit, to I didn't earn get that. It. I didn't do it. Yeah. You know, if, if I didn't do anything, there was no money in my come in yeah. my pocket. So no golf or Drake on the weekends. Mm, no. Because my dad said, if you don't work, you ain't playing golf. Absolutely. Looking real busted at the Galactic Book Fair. <laughs> oh, 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 that book fair. Oh, that yeah. was, that would be so embarrassing if you did not buy something. You oh, had yeah. to buy a book. Yeah. You couldn't just buy like an eraser, like a bookmark. You had to buy an actual like book. Yeah. Maybe a magazine. You might get away with that. And if you didn't work, if you didn't take out the trash that week or walk the dog. Here's your or, pity eraser. 
you got a yep. pity eraser. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that too. Like, and we, not even, we understood the rewards of yeah. working. Mm-hmm. We understood the rewards of what yeah. we did that was good. Shout and, out to the first poster I ever bought. Shaq and Kobe. That's oh, <laughs> classic book fair. Nice. Mint. I, brought for, I bought a Ferrari. And I bought the Ferrari, the poster of the Ferrari from yeah. uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. My favorite thing I ever bought at the, at the book fair was Captain Underpants. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The first Captain Underpants book. There was a book I bought. I wish I still had it because it was, it was like mountain bikes and garbanzo yeah. beans or something like that. Oh, nice. Like, we read. That's, well, we another, that's another thing is generations missing out on reading. reading. I still don't do that too well. I don't. I mean, I don't read often now, but yeah. you know, back then I was a big audio books yeah. guy. I was elected to lead, not to read. But you know, I just, I just fear for the future as far as you know, just getting shit handed to them. Yeah. You know, kids seeing that's okay to get shit handed to you. It's not cool. It's not okay. You gotta earn that shit. That's why you know, if you're working, I, I believe if you're working, you shouldn't get a stimulus check. But at the same time, if you're working, that stimulus check's good yeah. because if you use it for your personal mental health reasons like a vacation or something it's cool yeah so it's like i'm torn in in the middle like i don't want but i but i want one (laughs) i know one life lesson and i know how much you hate her but one life lesson i've gotten from cardi b and bodak yellow bodak yellow was you know work hard yeah go out make that paper yeah yep and that's that's what a lot of people don't get i mean you're begging you're literally offering people free food to apply for a job yeah we're yeah. offering, hey, uh, come and apply at Jim and Nick's Greystone. Be a part of our family. We talked to one of our managers about getting a $100 signing bonus. <laughs> See? Looky there. Like, I didn't get a signing bonus when I signed on with the hospital. Yeah. I didn't get a f- signing bonus signing on with the Air Force. <laughs> Real pissed off at the dudes at tech school that were like, oh, yeah, I got this amount. Or we got the same job, just a different airframe. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? This is madness. This is Anarchy, but I mean, pure bullshit. You, it is, it, and it's bullshit that yeah. you're having to beg people for jobs. It is, and and but those same people that don't have jobs are whining because there's no jobs. Yeah, there's plenty, and you know I I don't agree with the politics of yeah. what's going on in the world right now, but there's jobs out there. There are. Hey, we're hey we're looking for anybody. Like we're looking for people. You know, I know other places out there looking. You know, I know, go down to the green top, you know, find, you know, if you're looking for a job, go to the green top. Uh, if you're looking, you know, another job, heck, go to Walmart, go anywhere. Sure. You know, at, at the very least, you know, if you or anybody that you know is looking for a job, there's places out there that's, that are going to be super grateful to have you. Mm-hmm. I, I promise you just, you know, take a chance, go up there and talk to somebody. And if you have a teenage child in the East Walker County area, I know for a fact there's been a job opening at Horse Creek for like three months now. Oh, absolutely. That nobody's taken. Go take it. Absolutely. That, I wish I could take it. What is it? Yeah. Well, if, it, hold if, on. if it paid enough to keep the lifestyle that I have right yeah. now, I would quit the hospital and go back to work at the hospital. In Oscars. a heartbeat. That What's was, this job posting for? I might just say, that was, yeah. that was the best job. That was the best job I ever had. Yeah. Like, you know, working in hospitals and stuff. Yeah, it's cool. If I could go back and work at Horse Creek and make the money I'm making now, I'd go back in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Because I'm just going to talk to Don. If I can make a decent <laughs> amount of money and get a free round whenever I want, I might jump on this. Hey, that's hey, that's. <laughs> if all I had to pay was a cart fee, I'd take it. Ooh, that's still not bad. Yeah. No. Hey, no. I'd be down. See, when I worked there, it was free golf. Yeah. But you know that that taught me organization, yeah. responsibility, and hard work. Because you had to organize, make sure the people is going off as a starter. You got to make sure everybody's going off at the right time. Yeah. Or else you're going to get bitched at. 
Second, hard work. Now, granted, I spent a few hours napping on that. Say, that you, don't even don't even bullshit this one. I worked at the same place. I was waiting. I was waiting. To <laughs> yeah, I caught I caught a few naps on the range picker, but the days where it was too wet to drive the range picker and you had to walk through with the the caddy bag, that was hell. Oh, you know what we called those? Get them tomorrow days. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get them tomorrow. We're a different breed. <laughs> Smarter, not harder, baby. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like. There's just this generation is learning that hard work's dodge. You can dodge it, yeah. and you shouldn't. You know, if you ever, you know, if you ever want to find out the most efficient way to do something, like at a job or at work, find the laziest person in the building and ask them to do it. That's it. <laughs> just yeah. monitor what happens. Just monitor what happens. But if you ever want the most efficient way of doing anything, give that task to the laziest person you know. Yeah. I, it's going to take them three hours longer than anybody else, but, but I guarantee you they come out with a better idea. Way better. Way better, let me tell you. Trials and tribulations go a long way. Like in our field, like there's a lot of like, redundant things yeah. you have to do, but I still tell like the new people that come in, like, watch this. It makes your life easier. Yeah. Like how not to get wires tangled up or yeah. something like that, which it's also turned me into a freak of habit. <laughs> Like I'm like I already have OCD. Yeah. But when you get me into my work field, like if somebody else does my EEG hookup or something, and they bundle their wires different than I do, I lose my shit. <laughs> That's ironic for how this podcast started when you couldn't untangle those headphones. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was Ricky. No, that was you. Oh yeah, that was me. <laughs> Both of y'all struggled with it. I, I did struggle. I'll be yeah. honest. Struggle. So the whole up, down, left, right thing. Was I, just, well, here we are in the middle of the day on a Saturday. Mm. Like, usually that's when we're, our minds are off. No, that's, I'm, that's a good I'm usually got my mind turned yeah. on the PGA Tour. Yeah, I had I'm, to work this morning, so I've been firing since <laughs> yeah. 6 a.m. I'm usually selling barbecue at this point. I am i don't even know how I got to be here. I've usually, <laughs> see, I, like, I don't get the Sunday scaries, you know, that people get. I yeah. get the Saturday scaries because I go to work on no. Sunday. Yeah, I got to work tomorrow, too. Yeah. I feel that, actually. Yeah. Hate that for y'all. Ooh. Hate that for y'all. Yeah. Because you sit there in like your middle-aged depression sets you and you're like, God dang, I gotta go to work tomorrow. I gotta go to work. You know, I didn't even think about it until just now. Let's go. Yeah. Sunday scaries aren't for me. It's the Saturday yeah. scaries. You know, I'll be honest. Sunday is the, it's the hardest day at Jim and Nick's. Sunday is. But uh, see, get that big church crowd. Get that big, and, and yeah. right there beside Church of the Highlands. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're solid. One of the, one of the biggest church crowds. One of the biggest <laughs> church crowds. Like, if you... Like your local largest church, multiply it by seven, mm-hmm. and then add like five more people. That's it. <laughs> Fun fact about Church of the Highlands: <laughs> I saw a TikTok. He's like, "Say something that's a cult without saying <laughs> that it's a cult," <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like you just saw just a Church of the Highlands pop up. <laughs> Which I, I like, even when like I was learning, like you know, contrary to people that listen to the beliefs, yeah. when I was in school to like yeah. for ministry and stuff. I was so anti mega church, <laughs> just because of that mentality. Yeah, you know. Have you have, have either of you Joel have either of you guys watched the Righteous Gemstones on HBO? Dude, I just started it on HBO Max the other night, buddy. It is I love so it. funny. Well, because I'm a huge Adam Devine fan. Yeah, like ever since Workaholics. Oh my god, it's like so I love funny. Adam Devine. It's so funny. They poke holes. Just 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 keep poking holes at it. You know, and it's it's fantastic. It's not it's nothing against the church for me because I mean I yeah. grew up in church. It's just. The mega church mentality is it, totally different from your small town different. church it's mentality. Way different. You know, if you go to church, you know, and that's what you want to believe, awesome. Yeah. Everybody everybody's belief system's perfect because that's what you believe. Yeah. And I'm 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 let me tell you, I, as long as you can have a debate 
in a good conversation. Come on, be smart about yeah. it. Yeah, don't be an asshole about it. <laughs> don't be like I'm a lover. I'm a level seven laser lotus in my Buddhist hive, <laughs> and be like, that's who I am. I'm I'm gonna come at you a little sideways. And don't so you can't what. be like Peter Griffin, where he said, "I believe going to church all the time doesn't make me more of a Christian any more than standing in the garage makes me a car." <laughs> hey, I mean. <laughs> You know, I I said, you know, just because you're at McDonald's don't make you a Happy Meal. Oh, my God. That's so true, though. That's so true. You know, not trying to tack on religion, but. Nah, hell, we're here. Everybody, <laughs> we've arrived. We're in it. You know, your beliefs are your beliefs. And whatever makes you as long as at you're, peace. That is my biggest thing. That is my biggest thing in this entire world. Whatever floats your goat, I'm totally down with. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when it comes to, you know, religious beliefs, anything like that, you know, whatever, whatever makes you happy, yeah. it doesn't affect me. I'm totally exactly. cool with it. Because your happiness doesn't affect no my happiness. on anyone yeah. for anything they do yeah. unless it's just completely far-fetched. Absolutely. Like, I just thought the Church of the Highlands thing was funny. Like, I didn't think, oh, that's wrong or that's <laughs> yeah, right. No, 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 I just no. thought it was funny. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. You know, I know people that go to Church of the Highlands. That's good for them. That's what they, yeah. you know, that's their church. Mm-hmm. Even there, even some of them might actually laugh at that joke. Oh, I'm sure. It, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's a, it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a numbers thing. You know, <laughs> two of the two of the hardest questions. Well, not not questions. One of the hardest questions I ever got asked in when I was in ministry school yeah. was what's you know what's your Sabbath, and then they asked us to ask our pastors what's your Sabbath. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that Sabbath isn't Sunday. If you're Jewish, it's on Saturday. Yeah, for sure. But I was, it's your day of rest. Yeah. Yeah. Pastors are working on Sunday. That's it's not, not their, their Sabbath. Sabbath no, it's not. Makes hmm. sense. Yeah. So I, I really just like brain, <laughs> I scrambled the brains of so many pastors when I asked You actually question. just scrambled my brain. I'm not a pastor, but you just got yeah. I am ordained through the Church of Latter Day Dude. Yeah, <laughs> I am a Dudist. Um, yeah, but you just kind of scrambled my brain. Like, a bit. what's a day where you take to yourself and do nothing, or you know, rest, whatever your form yeah. of rest is? I guess and if you've, I guess if you're living off your stimulus checks, I guess that's every that's day. Every, every day, day. <laughs> every day is Sabbath day. But living then, uh, the Sabbath. <laughs> you know, the only the only religion that I'm going to knock because there's a lot of Buddhists. Oh things. my god! I swear to God, I was going to say Buddhism, but I no. This is there's, scrambled my brain right there when you said that. There's a lot of there's a lot of Buddhist things that I like. Like I like the mentality yeah. of. Um, but it's a only, very, it's a very peaceful living. Yeah, you know, like in harmony with everybody. Yeah, but the only religion that I and I wrote a ten page paper debunking it. It took me three months to write that paper oh, was boy. Scientology. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! You're gonna fall off my boy Tom Hanks right here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise dead. <laughs> we're gonna... They were like, find one religion you disagree with. And I was like, I know everybody's going to go Islam. They're not thinking outside the box here. No. So why do you hate Tom Cruise? <laughs> I don't hate Tom Cruise. I hate And Leah Remini. Scientology is, well, that's another pod for another day. <laughs> Scientology is just bullshit. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's a good. money thing. It's a money pit. Yeah. You know. But, the science ghost of L. Ron Hubbard is about to show up and kick your ass. Yeah. L. Ron Hubbard. Him and the the monster. The monster. But, yeah. Anyway, off religion. Um, <laughs> we, we talked about concerts, how we're all yeah. ready to go back. Oh, my God. Ricky, our guy here, is a huge, huge Bonnaroo guy. I'm a Bonnaroo guy. That's me. Who are you most excited about seeing at Bonnaroo, or are you just... Happy it's back. One, I'm going to lead off with, I am so happy it's back. 
I I made the statement earlier about I can't wait to get like hit in the face with music mm-hmm. like it's coming from like a, a sumo wrestler. Right? Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get hit in the face with music yeah. so hard that I can't feel it. <laughs> um, that's been the one thing that I have missed the most during this pandemic and everything being tightened down is not not getting to experience live music. Um, back about a month and a half ago, I went down to um, went down to visit my sister down on Thirty Eight. And we went to Red Bar over in Grayton Beach, and it was it was like brunch, and they had a band, and it was like the best feeling I've had. And just somebody playing, just live somebody music. playing live music, you know. And I'm telling you, I think I sat there the entire time and like just disbelief that this was happening. Yeah. You know, it felt so good, you know. So I am so glad that it's back. I cannot wait to get up there and get sweaty with, you know, hopefully. I, I mean, I, I still want there to be a butt ton of people, but not like 90,000 people. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping I get up there and get sweaty with all these people and just have the best time ever. I am the absolute most excited to see. And this is my second this is my second chance to get to see them at, at Bonnaroo. I was going to see them in 2016, but I, I got I got really I got really, really screwed up on my day. And. <laughs> I passed out in a field. That'll happen. And That'll you know happen. they were supposed to play at one a.m. And you know I'm I'm 27 years old and I couldn't make it to one a.m. Yeah. You know I I passed out <laughs> and I didn't get to see Tame Impala. It's it's they're, they're probably my favorite band. They're out there a little bit different. You know, not a lot of people. I don't suppose a lot of people around here probably listen to them. Um, I cannot wait to see them. You know, it's kind of like riding riding a ship. Um, and then. Uh, Juicy uh, would yeah. agree with this one because I Juicy bought a ticket. Juicy told me he's going with you. Juicy's going. Not. Juicy bought a ticket. Uh, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be fun. Listen, here's what I need y'all to do. All right, <laughs> I need y'all to go buy two GoPros. Oh yeah. I need you to buy forty seven batteries. Oh, it's planned. I need round the clock coverage yeah. of this. Yeah. You know what I'm doing with my first child tax credit? <laughs> I'm buying a GoPro. There we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Babe, I know you probably didn't hear this because you did not listen to this, but I'm telling you right now, I'm buying a GoPro. Um, I love you. Um, I can't wait to see Run the Jewels. I think Juicy yeah. and I, I, I haven't, we haven't discussed it yet, but I believe that we're going to do everything in our power to get up into the pit for that show and get as wild and weird, you know, yeah, yeah with Killer Mike and LP. We're yeah. going to get it. crazy. That GoPro footage is going to be <laughs> Let me tell unreal. You. Uh, the the most wild show I've ever seen the two most wild shows i've ever seen were back to back in 2017 i saw a rap group based out of um i think it's brooklyn up in new york uh they're called flatbush zombies it was it was insane it was inside of a tent and it was just like people just moshing the second most wild show or the most wild show rather was travis scott in yes 2017 that makes sense and the song Sicko Mode, he makes a reference, he's going to turn this up to Bonnaroo. And mm-hmm. it's it's that. That mm-hmm. exact thing that he's referencing. Like, I I saw somebody throw a fire extinguisher <laughs> up on the stage. Anybody that can get, like, hippies getting wild like that, you know, it's it's crazy. Yeah. You know, and I can't wait. I can't wait to experience would that. Would you say Bonnaroo is our generation's Woodstock? I mean, I would like to say so. You know, the people out west are probably going to be like, no, it's Coachella. Yeah. I'm like, well, you can take your fashion and you can just go to Coachella then. <laughs> Um, Bonner is where it's at. You know, you get, you get to go and you get to sleep under the stars, like on a farm. Uh, it's like its own little culture. You yeah. know, it's. Some would say like Woodstock. 
I mean, it is. It's you know, it's got its you know, it's got its Woodstocky. You know, there's Wooks, and there were Wooks at Woodstock, I imagine. There's mm-hmm. Wooks at Bonnaroo. You know, it's it's a wild time, and I'm God. I can't wait. I think that I think that I think you're right. I think this might be like our generation's Woodstock. It's the same. It's the same mentality and environment. I imagine. Yeah. You know. Woodstock had the tagline of, you know, three days of peace, love, and happiness or whatever, right? And Bonner is kind of the same thing. Like, their their big tagline is they radiate positivity. And they do. Yeah. You know, you can you can be having the absolute worst week of your life and then pull up on that farm and make your way, you know, to, you know, you're setting up a campsite. And you're like, you know what? Ain't nothing. Nothing can touch yeah. me now. Yeah. I'm here. You know, and it's everybody, you know, you you've got. 60, 70, 80, 90,000 people in the same place with that mentality. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it does, it, it rubs it right. It radiates. Yeah. It radiates yeah. that shit. And it's, it's great. You know, and I imagine that's what Woodstock was like. You know, everybody, that was what, million people by the, the highest count. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just radiating peace, love, and happiness. I, I saw a video. Is that where the DMX video when he yeah. performed for the world? Yeah. Have you seen that? The I've meme? That oh, that's so good. I saw a video the other day of Kid Rock at uh, Woodstock. And I was Woodstock like, 99? Yes. I was like, what I a time that. to be alive. Yeah. I, don't, I wish I'd have been old enough to go. <laughs> I was only 10 at that time. but I think it was Woodstock. You know, the camera just kind of pans like yeah. DMX front and center, and then it kind of pans behind him yeah. towards the crowd. And literally as far as you can see yeah. on the video is just yeah. people. It's... It was like DMX performs for I, the world. I've been, you know, like the one person in a crowd of easily, easily 60,000 people, like in one spot. And that is such a surreal experience to turn around and realize that as far back as you can see and imagine and feel, there are people back mm-hmm. there. There's so many people around <laughs> you, yep. you know. Man, I'm so glad none of us took baths. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me tell you, the... The people that run the people that run music festivals, it it blows my mind how well those things are organized and put together. Yeah, it's I imagine how the uh, the the U.S. military is pro- probably supposed to be run. Okay, Just, go ahead. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm I, yeah. Okay, it's you know it's 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 really tight and there's zero margin for error. Wrong. <laughs> how I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it, you want to talk about a loose cannon. <laughs> U.S. Whole, military just runs off pure luck. <laughs> the whole thing is just spinning on a plane. <laughs> We're just lucky as hell nonstop. You know, yeah, I, I imagine it's that. Yeah. <laughs> just spinning on a plane. You know, There's an one, idea. Hey, here's how it should go. This is all the things we should do. Something's going to drastically <laughs> f*** that up. But it's all going to work out in the end. Yeah. Started, go, started with a goal of this happening. Here's what we were going to do yeah. to get there. Here's what happened. But... Goal is met. You know, it's not about how you get there. Just the fact that you got there. Yep. Yeah. You lived. You made it. That's it. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, who the hell let this guy in? <laughs> but uh, Shout out to my recruiter. Yeah. You know, like Shane and I, we were trying to get press passes to, uh, well, we almost did to Rock the South yeah. last year. Like we were, and then I was like, as we were in, as I was in talks to get us those press passes, they shut it down. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, we, well, we can try next year. This year's lineup is trash. Have you yeah. seen the lineup? I know that Nelly is on it. Nelly's also on the Bonnaroo lineup. Nelly's not very Rock the South, though. No. Well, Nelly put out a country album. I mean, he did I, put out country grammar. I'm using quotes. But. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that's pretty country, too. But, you know, I was kind of upset because last year's lineup with Luke Combs and Derek Church before Luke Combs went woke on us. Yeah. But 
I mean, Eric Eric Church is woke too, but his music's still the yeah. best in mainstream country to me. But we were super excited, yeah. and then kind of a letdown of that because I was like, Shane's gonna be home, you know, we can go do this together. More was Morgan Wall in there? No, Morgan Wall was there the year before. The year before, yeah. Okay. Well, this year when I saw the lineup, I was like, I'm not even. You know, yeah. like not knocking the people that go. Like it's a fun time. Have you you've never been to Rock South? Never have you? been. It's not my um. The only knock it's I have not a, my honey butter spread. Yeah, the only knock I have against it this year is the fact that they put it in like the middle of September. Yeah, you're, yeah. There's gonna be deaths. Yeah, like I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> Someone's going to die at Rock South. Well, there was a hit and run at the last Rock South. <laughs> uh, heat exhaustion slash. Uh, Football, I'll be honest. I imagine yeah. the people up there are going to get fired. If you're interrupting my football Saturday. That's going to interrupt football Saturday. Hey, what's it called when you're like really drunk? Blackout? Well, not that. That's Shit like house. a medical term. Medical term? Yeah. Over-intoxicated? Is it over-intoxicated? Inebriated? Right. Anyway, just get to your point. Beyond measure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Heat FDM. exhaustion mixed <laughs> with just over-intoxication? Oh, that's someone's oh, oh, going no, no, no. to die. Oh, that's that's called pulling a Ricky Hedrick. Okay, got it. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's going to try to pull a Ricky Hedrick, and they're going to come out on the wrong side of it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm just glad live music's back. Like, uh, gosh, you know, I've I've got tickets to Whiskey Myers at Avondale. Can't wait for that. Yeah, yep. trying to sell my Huntsville tickets because now it's on a Sunday night, and I can't take off work. Yeah, because I'll be fresh off. I can't. Of I can't wait to see. Vacation. I can't wait to see a show at Avondale. I love seeing shows at Avondale. Well, Shane and I will be there for Musket on Blood yeah. in a couple of weeks if you want to come join. I'm also, well, that's another thing I'm curious about because we bought the tickets, peak pandemic, everything was yeah. buy your pods and all that. No, we paid more for our pod, so we better get our pod. So they broken, so they they have broken them up. Yes. Pods. Yeah. But Whiskey Myers, just general admission. General admission. Oh. And it, it's a month apart. Oh. A month? Yeah. Yeah. No. They're in May. Whiskey Myers is August. Yeah. Because there's going to be a four four week stretch where I see Whiskey Myers three times. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! I'm so happy about that. That's your, that's your favorite band, though. Yes. If I could see if I could see my favorite band four times, and I would too. Absolutely. You know, if I don't sell my Huntsville tickets and I do, kind of end up being forced to go. <laughs> I mean, there's no forcing me to go to a Whiskey <laughs> Myers concert. Oh God, I have to go. I guess I have to do this. They're from like August the 22nd to September the 11th because that's when they're playing at the Prime. And Never like, forget. I start at Ad- Avondale. And then I go from Avondale to Huntsville to to uh, New Orleans to Nashville. Like, I see Whiskey Myers are like four oh, big Oh, you got him at the Ryman? Yeah. Oh, mm, I've never God. been there. You've never been to the Ryman? Never been to the, the Ryman's a state. Bro. I've heard. God. That's like... You still got tickets for sale for the Ryman? No. Maybe. I don't know. The Ryman, the Ryman is the, the is the South's equivalent to Red Rocks. Oh. So mm-hmm. if you make it... I've always wanted to go to Red Rocks. Yes. Yeah. That's like... That might be my number one like destination that I want to go see a concert at. Some of our friends went and saw Cody Jinx at uh, Red Rocks. Yeah. And I was like, well, I I really hate that I missed that one. But if Whiskey Myers, and I've said it before, makes it to Red Rocks, I don't care how much work or whatever I have to miss, I'm there. And you're you're you're, you're like Austin Powers' favorite movie. You're in like Flint. Mm-hmm. I will fight somebody to get to the front <laughs> row. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we talk about live music all the time yeah. on here. We're just so glad it's coming back yeah. and... Musket on Bloodline will be our first show since the pandemic, yeah. which I saw another singer-songwriter, Twisted Barley, back in June, but they kept it like low, low crowd. Yeah. Like, they didn't advertise it or anything. I'm it was little, so I'm, good. I'm, I'm a little nervous because I'm going completely big. My first show is going to be Bonnaroo, and it's going to be... That's going to be awesome. That's going to... 
That's going to be Buddy. incredible. I'm excited about being, you know, 32 and walking. I'm saying uh, at minimum <laughs> there's 50-something thousand there. Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah. Uh, the tickets, I think, are going to sell out before the end of the weekend, so I know... I know whatever their cap was, they've they've hit it. And I'm, man, that's going to be a lot of walking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. That's a lot Throw them Crocs on. Oh, my goodness. You Throw know, I got Crocs Chacos. So I'm, who's a, the super? I'm a Chaco guy for this. Ch- hey, Chacos are yes. fuego. You, I, I wore Chacos until the straps broke, and then I just never bought yeah. another pair. I bought a second pair. I made it through the broken straps. Mm-hmm. So who's the who's the headliners like this year? The three headliners this year, uh, it is... Lizzo, uh, yeah. who I'm, I'm, I'm actually oh, no. excited. I was belting out because I love you on the way over here, and it just I don't hit those notes like she does. But man, Lizzo she, featuring the baby, buddy, a one. I'm telling you. Uh, so Lizzo, and then Tame Impala, who I mentioned before, um, and Foo Fighters. Hey. Um, then there's Tyler the Creator. Those hey. are the the, the nice. four top four names. Nice. God, it's going to be a show. Oh, my gosh. I like Tyler the Creator. I love Tyler the Creator. You know, he was, when he first came out and he was with Odd Future, you know, it was kind of like nasty, almost grungy, like, I'm not going to say like evil. Evil's not the right word I would choose. But kind of like that dark, mean yeah. sound, right? And then, like, over the last couple of years, since, like, Flower Boy came out in 2014, maybe, 15, you know, he's he's softened around those edges a little bit. And, like, Flower Boy and Igor, like... I I enjoy this Tyler the Creator. Yeah. I enjoy the previous Tyler the Creator. I, you know, I like getting you know. I think Igor was where he like really fell into like who he was. Yeah, it, it it did, and I I really enjoyed that man. I can't wait to see this show. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw him. I saw him just before Flower Boy came out, and it was still when he was a little like, <laughs> you know. And I can't wait to see you know the artist that he's come that he's turned into yeah. because I mean I you know you hear it with the music and. You know, you can see it, like, you know, when he performed at the Grammys. Yeah. You know, you can see, you know, where he's kind of started evolving. And I and I can't wait. He's such a strange guy. Yeah. He's strange, but he wears it perfect. Yeah. Like, you can tell that's just who he is. Yeah. Like, it comes off as strange to everyone else, yeah. but that's just genuine to him. Yeah. When he, when, the last time I saw him, I, the one of the weirdest things I've seen happen, and it happens in one of his songs, somebody, he starts talking about lettuce. Somebody handed that man like a head of lettuce, and he took that head of lettuce, and he was like, "What is this lettuce?" So I don't want no goddamn lettuce. And he throws that lettuce out into the crowd, and I've never seen a crowd get that crazy in my life over a head of freaking lettuce. And plus, if you look at him, he's just that weird looking dude. He's like he's just awkward looking, looking dude. He is a very awkward looking guy, especially with that wig. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I I plan on finding and buying one of those wigs. Do you? I've got sunglasses that I think would go with it. Yeah. And I'm going to wear that to the show, I believe. <laughs> That's going to be out. God, dude, the, the GoPro foot. I'm telling you. Yeah. I will pay a premium <laughs> for this footage. We're going to have to put this on Twitch. <laughs> but if you do, man, I'm going to oh, hammer it. You got two subs. Yep. <laughs> man, we're going to have to get... What's up, Juicy? Juicy, we're going to have to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Get some little Wi-Fi hot pucks and just <laughs> go get to ready. Town. Get ready. You know, Juicy's the honorary member of the pod. We, we've watched TV shows together. Uh and it's funny we were talking about that on Juicy's episode how Shane was <laughs> Shane wasn't crying at your <laughs> no, house. No, it was just it was the spicy uh, gumbo. The spicy gumbo. Yeah, it was it was super spicy, guys. Yeah, it just got to me. Right? That was spicy. that was when we all hung out like every weekend, like every weekend. It was wild times. But uh, we're gonna go ahead and jump. Take me back. <laughs> we're not jumping into a bracket, but we're gonna go ahead and jump into a segment. Oh, FMK. Okay. We're not going to do bot, but it's of 
Shane's produced this episode, so Shane came up with these. Oh, so it's like, shout out to them, them A one questions. Okay, know? so it's an FMK. Oh, we got three of the most epic movie sagas ever, and I'm really butthurt that one of them didn't make it as the winner as it should have. Yeah. That's why I didn't put it in there. I knew you'd be biased. But, I, by the way, by the way, I I listened to it and I I I know how it came out, but how did y'all end up with? Independence Day in Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Out of 64 movies. Listen. Shane's veto. <laughs> I played my veto card. That's absolutely perfect. I, I would was, love to play Uno with you. I was good with 99.9% of the picks that had been made up until that point, and then they tried to squash. They were they were riding Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. Hard. No, not Lord of the Rings. Yeah, because Pearl Harbor is what I put over it, wasn't it? Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry, well, whatever. <laughs> Magic. I, yeah, we got Harry Potter past Lord of the Rings. Anyways, <laughs> I am emotionally attached to Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Phenomenal movie. Yeah. And when I saw both of them go in on it, I knew right then, slapping the veto. <laughs> Had to. Had to. And then, if you get it down, what do we have? We had Independence Day versus, yeah, right? Independence yeah. Day versus Pearl Harbor. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you're just not going to beat Independence Day. There. No, you're not. Yeah, it's iconic. Which you know, Brittany, Brittany had never seen it to that point, so we watched it. And when I rewatched it, it kind of hit me. I was like, "That is actually the perfect movie." Yeah, it's action, it's sci-fi, it's comedy. It's fun. It, I'm back. I love it. I mean, chills I every time. Every time. Hello, boys. Yeah, <laughs> so great. That's what I hit when I was like, "That's my, that's my pick." Yeah. But uh, FMK, we'll keep it clean. Hmm. But. You got Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Star Wars. You got to marry one, kill one, F one. Go. I Out of the gate, I'm killing Star Wars because it should have been killed in 1977. Okay. Um, oh, so you agree with me. <laughs> you know, I didn't agree with that until the next to last movie I saw in theaters was Rise of Skywalker. And, you know, the next movie I saw was Tenet in July of 2020, and I saw Skywalker in 2019, December, right? So that huge pandemic gap. Mm-hmm. I uh, came to realize that I want to kill Star Wars and it needs to go away because that was that was such a bad taste in my mouth. And then I had to sit there and live with it and savor it for all those months. No, nah, man. To hell with you. So you agree with me if four, five, and six were on their own. That's the best trilogy of all time. Oh, man, that is. But even then, you know, four and five because I don't love six. Six was just developed to sell toys. That's a good point. I I don't I don't love it. Just four and five, and I'm you know I'll be honest. As much as I've enjoyed watching some of the other movies, I don't love them as much as those two. Gotcha. So you're killing Star Wars. I'm killing it. What's next? Who are you gonna marry? No, we'll we'll do who who are you gonna bone. Hit us with that hard F. Where the rings. Are you know Potter. what? You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bone I'm gonna bone. This is gonna be fantastic for the censors. I'm gonna fuck Harry Potter. Hey. I'm so sorry. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Harry Potter, um, they uh, because I'm gonna marry Lord of the Rings. To be honest, Lord of the Rings has been there; it's been there forever. And I'm going. I'm a lifer. I'm a lifer. I will cheat. I will cheat on Lord of the Rings with Harry Potter. I will do that. <laughs> That's the end of this pod, folks. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Toodaloo. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, I would marry Lord of the Rings because Lord of the Rings is that's your safe. That's your safety net. That's everlasting. It's not going to go away. Lord of the Rings. You know, Harry Potter could go away. J.K. Rowling could keep making god awful comment about trans people, and it could go all the way away. But Lord of the Rings isn't going anywhere. Tolkien didn't make anybody mad. <laughs> the whole the whole trilogy made me mad. There's so many <laughs> plot holes in that damn yep. trilogy. Chang, yeah. go ahead. 
Oh, with mine? Yeah. All right. Uh, out the gate, we're killing Lord of the Rings. Oh, my God. Get it out of here. I wish it never existed. I go ahead and put that on my kill list oh, as well. Man. Wish it never existed. I would f- Star Wars, and I'm going to marry Harry Potter. I mean, same. That's sweet of you. Yeah. You got to be gentle with Harry. He's had a tough life. Exactly. I'll give Star Wars that one night just run. Exactly. I'll watch them all once. I'm super late to the Star Wars trend. Like when everybody was hopping on it, I was like, I didn't want to get into it because I was too worried I wouldn't like it. Yeah. And I was going to go in with, you know, biased glasses and just be like, all right, everybody's really hyped this up. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. But I watched it during the pandemic. I was like, yeah, it's actually pretty decent. You know, it's not terrible. Like you said, the second half was just yeah <sighs> sucked yeah but yeah we'll call it like it is it sucked yeah. see that's why I wanted to go away because I'm looking at a sum of parts and the sum of parts you know Star Wars you add all those all nine of those up and they don't they don't average out to a good number and you know and I'm gonna one of the things with Harry Potter is you add all eight of those up and I mean they come out to a pretty good number but all mm-hmm. three of the Lord of the Rings movies are just that's it that's all you need Mm-mm. that's it's perfect. Nope. See, that's because that's because they couldn't find any more plot holes to make a fourth one. <laughs> they did the Hobbit series. I mean, it was terrible. I'm not. Yeah, even gonna, I don't <laughs> even acknowledge it. <laughs> and I saw the Desolation of Smog. I was like, I'm not even watching anything. Yeah, that's out after this. And see, it I was feel terrible. Like that's another thing that I feel like separates Star Wars from Lord of the Rings is the fact that the Mandalorian so much better than the Hobbit. I cannot wait for this Lord of the Rings show that they said yesterday cost. Four hundred and sixty-three million dollars to make one season of. Jesus, Dang. Lord of the Rings television show on Amazon. Four hundred and sixty-three million dollars to make one season. Probably not going to be worth any of. Oh, it's going to be worth. It's going to be worth every penny. No, it's going to be better than Mandalorian. <sighs> See, like that's saying a lot. That's good. You know, I read Lord of the Rings book, and I was like, I actually like this better than the movie. The movies were trash. Oh my god, the book's not trash there. I'm offended. No, he yeah. said the books are good. The, the books, books are, are great, but the movies aren't trash. I didn't like the movies. I mean, the books are better than the movies, but the movies aren't trash. <laughs> they're if they're not trash, they're at least garbage. Is it? Disposable. Is it the eagles? Is it the birds at the end? Yes, that's one hundred percent. That's it. That's the biggest just what of all time. It's about the journey, Shane. It's about how you get there. I get that, but if that's the case you want to make for the movie, don't throw the damn birds at the end. <laughs> okay, because the, that just took everything out. The, bir- the birds couldn't fly in because of Sauron. The birds couldn't fly in. I saw I would have seen that. Knock they might the, not fly all the way in. Knock those birds out of the air. They, they might not fly all the way in. They get you out of the first two movies. I mean, they might, <laughs> but it's still you got to get under. You know, secrets about getting like all secret in there. Yeah, you know? yeah, no. Harry Potter was eight perfect movies. Which one did you not like? Which one did you not like? The second <laughs> one and the first one. Yeah, I don't love the first one, and the second one's maybe forty minutes too long. But like all the rest of them are fantastic. I'll all give you the. I'll give you the second one. The second one was a lot of. And I, I hate I am, Chamber of Secrets. I am. For, I, I am it. forever angry, like irrationally angry that they chopped up the fourth one the way they did there was like a full hundred pages at the end of it that they mm-hmm. cut out yeah like after the tournament like harry like in the uh in the hospital wing like recovering from all that mm-hmm. you know yeah they cut out like a hundred something pages it feel like and it 
I'll never forgive them for that. And I always tell everybody, The Goblet of Fire was the perfect book oh my out of gosh. the whole series. That hit perfect. Like, at the perfect time of my life, like, I'd just gotten into, like, this is going to sound silly. I'd just really gotten into, like, playing sports. And I was like, oh, cool, sports in a wizarding world. I'm down <laughs> with this. I just see it as eight perfect movies. Yeah. You know, and that and that's not me, like, watching them yeah. now and understanding a lot. That was me as a kid. Yeah. You know, having read the books before I watched the movies. Yeah. Because usually you're a stickler for a lot of things that if you read the book before you watch the movies. You're like, oh, they didn't put this in there and yeah. this in there. Which I didn't read the Hunger Games, but I still thought the last two Mockingjays were whack. I'm, that's I'm with Juicy on that. Uh, that let, me tell you, let me tell you, that book is hard to read. That's a hard to read book. Yeah. It's like if you were reading the third Star Wars movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's hard to read. You know, there's nobody smiled in that movie. No. Back. There's not a smile, one, in that movie. But uh, the reason I'm such a Harry Potter fan is because the books, yeah. books were perfect. In my I mean, opinion, so in the movies were, yeah. you know, there's I mean, some things they left out yeah. from the books that should translate to the yeah. movies that have made it a lot better. But yeah. as far as just like, a complete eight movie yeah. thing, yeah. See, that's the thing. I feel fire. like I feel like you boff perfection, like you you bang perfection. You take yeah. perfection out, you know, for dinner and really nice drinks, mm-hmm. and you get sensual and loving with perfection. Big wine and dine. Oh, big wine and dine. Mm-hmm. You get really weird with it. With, you know, Lord of the Rings, that's, you know, it's there. It's always been there. It, you know, created everything else. It's like the mother of your children. You know, you wouldn't have Harry Potter without Lord of the Rings. It's, you know, that's why you marry it, right? I feel mm. like that's such a cop out. <laughs> so many people say that. It's so many people. It's been say, there. It created it. You just, you, just because they were first yeah. doesn't mean they're the best. The best way, the best way I can, best way I can describe it, I guess this sounds crazy but who would you rather you know want to stay married to forever tammy one or tammy two? Oh, exactly tammy two. Oh my god you would die no tammy one because tammy one's kept you psychotic, i'm gonna kill you she kept she keep you alive she didn't kill you she kept you alive exactly you're crazy <laughs> insane but you know it says you when you show up with half a mustache and cornrows <laughs> How did it come off, Ron? <laughs> Friction. <laughs> Friction. But Harry Potter, it's... I can watch it whenever. Also, just glutton for punishment. That's me. <laughs> That's a callback for okay. me. Okay. <laughs> As a Harry Potter fan, obviously everybody's watched all the movies to this yeah, point yeah. that probably listen to the show. What's the most iconic scene through all eight movies to you? Mm. And I'll throw in a little nugget right there. That doesn't involve Harry. That doesn't involve Harry. We could start a Harry Potter podcast here. We could, we could start a Harry Potter mm-hmm. podcast going. Um, Most iconic. That doesn't involve Harry. Yeah. Um. Oh, man. See, I really want to say my answer, but it's going to click with y'all when I say it, and I don't oh, want to no, say no, it. No, no, no. I mean... Can it be like Harry adjacent? Because watching like, I don't know, man. That's tough. Yeah. Oh wow, that's is that the hardest question ever asked on this podcast? Because I feel like it, it is. It has to be. <laughs> not involved, like not, Harry, completely out of the equation. Yeah, completely out of the equation. I mean, obviously, the all the movies are. About yeah, him, yeah. No, who, okay, 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 okay. Okay, but okay. who's Molly? Molly Weasley when she's coming after Bell- coming after Bellatrix Lestrange, yes. and she's like, "That's my daughter, you bitch." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that. Okay, that stood out to me in the book. Yeah. So you've you've read all the books, correct? Yeah. 
So that's the moment in the books that stood out to you too? I mean, low key. Yeah. Shane? Fuck, dude, I don't know. <sighs> Can I say mine then? Yeah. Yeah, please. When Neville cut the head off the basket. Buddy, when he cuts the head off of that, oh, man. You, you turn from the kid this, uh, Harry, you, you, you're not supposed to be out here. And Basically a Hufflepuff. Paralyzed? Yeah. Uh-huh. But then he shows his true Gryffindor oh, spirit. Yeah, there it is. Cuts the head off the basilisk. Yeah. I loved watching that in the movie, too. But when I read that in the book, I set the book down. I was like, yes. You know, those two things happen like pages from each other. Mm-hmm. That had to be like one of the most OG audience reaction things, too, as far God. as movies go. Yeah. That was, outside of Harry Potter, that was the most iconic scene to me. Because that. Yeah. That, that took that kid yeah. eight movies. Yeah. To finally get a grow a set. Well, there's that. And then, like, I was thinking about that scene where, like, Snape's kind of going through his memories. Yeah. Like, when he dies. Like, right when he's dying. And it's like, I mean, that's kind of Harry adjacent, low-key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, that moment for Snape when he's, you realize, oh, my God. When Snape guy, made the turn. This guy was the hero the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This guy was the hero the whole time? As you go from Half-Blood France, just absolutely hating his guts. Yep. Absolutely hating his guts. That's where I was. Like, when you said just Harry completely out, I was like, well, it's Snape. Right, right. Watching what well, you already knew, mm-hmm. but watching it unfold on the big screen. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. See, Neville was just... That, I can appreciate That full coming, that's a, that's coming of age. Answer. That's a good answer. That. Finally just knocking it out of the yeah. park. I appreciate stuff. Took the sword of Griffin. <laughs> over. Game over. Yeah, that's. What a one I think I think my son's gonna be a Hufflepuff. I don't know how I feel about that. I think like like I'm a Gryffindor. My wife, my wife's like a Slytherin. Have I you taken that? Have you taken that? I have. I have okay. a Gryffindor. First time I did it, I was like a Slytherin, but then like four years later, I did it again. Turned out I was a Gryffindor. I, yeah, yeah. You know, and my my wife, she's she's a Slytherin. I think my daughter. I think she's gonna end up being probably a Gryffindor. My son, I think, is gonna be a Hufflepuff. He can find things. Like randomly, you'd be like, "Man, where'd you find that?" Mm-hmm. And he'll just come up to you and be like, "Huh?" And I'll be like, "Man, okay, <laughs> okay, okay." I respect that, buddy. <laughs> I think he's gonna be awful. Puff, awful puff's good at finding things. Yeah, bookish little finders. So you you would kill Star Wars? I would. Understandable. I just you know when you when you get to the end of it, man, those. <sighs> It's a numbers game, right? Yeah. It's however yeah. many, you know, you look at how many movies you've got, and then it's like, how many are actually good? Mm-hmm. If you take, if you take it like, you take all the like, Star Wars, and like all the lore, everything out of it, and it's just like a movie, how much of it's actually good? Uh, that's tough to say, though. Like the acting, and so it's terrible. Yeah. I don't love it. I mean, back in the 70s and 80s, acting was bad anyway. Well, then nowadays, it's pretty bad. Yeah. I can still see Anakin Skywalker, you know. Oh, you will try, you know. Yeah, that's Palpatine's. that's what I told them on the, on the bracket. <laughs> Episodes one and three kind of just meh. I'm going to They're terrible. I'm glad somebody agrees with me. I agree. I agree. So we're gonna close out that segment, and we're gonna go ahead and close it out with the bopper flop. Bopper flop. Shane, like I said, Shane produced this episode, so yeah. he's the one that sent me the topics. And this bopper flop is classic rock. Mm. I got, don't think we've ever done a classic rock. No, so I'm was, we got we got two bangers, in my opinion. It's yeah. gonna be tough. You got Not Moves by Bob Seger, <sighs> and then you've got The Joker by Steve Miller Band. Oh my God, this is tough. Damn. Pull those oh, out my sleeve. Oh, that's tough. I'll be honest. I love night moves. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, not that's a vibe. Night moves invoke so many like memories, memories for yep. me. Mm-hmm. Like my dad, when I was a kid, he had this uh, he had this like white truck and it had like a CD player in it, and he only owned like a couple of CDs, but one of them was Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band's like yep. greatest hits. Yep, and that was I remember that song. I remember hearing that song a lot. And just like that whole CD. That first riff just automatically just grabs you. Yeah. Um, So I'm choosing who's a bop and who's a flop. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, a bop, in my personal opinion, is something that you can just like get down to the lyrics. And that's Mm -hmm. the Joker. As much as I love Night Moves, that's the Joker. If you put on the Joker in a nightclub, you're going to tear down the nightclub. Yep. Shane, I'm going opposite. I, just, I oh. feel more of a connection. I feel working more on of a your connection. Night moves? Working on my night moves. Working on night moves. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm with Ricky. And all because when I was a kid, I used to go to sleep listening to music. Yeah. When I was six, nine. Nice. Um, I, just, I don't know. I feel like the Joker is just too relaxed. No. I feel like night moves is, I mean... It's sensually charged. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'll give you that. Okay. Okay. I can respect it. But if you put one on in a nightclub, everybody's going to know the words of the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're 100% correct there. So when I listened to the Joker, as I was like dozing off as a little toddler, I didn't know what I'm a Joker. I'm a smoker. I'm a midnight toker. I didn't understand it, yeah. but I thought mm, that's I'm chilled. Yeah. I'm, I figured that one out. I'm in a good state ago. of mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all figured that one out later in life. <laughs> no, I mean, not to take away from that moves. It's still a banger. Oh, God, yeah. But in this one, the Joker. It is. Oh, agree to disagree, boys. <laughs> Shane's always got that unpopular opinion. That's where I live. I live in the unpopular <laughs> opinion. Unpopular opinion. But, Ricky, we're going to go and close this episode out, bro. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. What's, uh, leave us with one little nugget of positivity as we close out. One little nugget of positivity. It cost exactly zero dollars not to be an awful human being. I love that. Just being, you know, everybody's kind of going through the thing. You do your thing and let them do their thing. Don't be, don't be a tick. That's right. Love it. Folks, this has been Ricky Hedrick again. Past the Rickroll Part 2. Electric Boogaloo. Ooh. One year later through a pandemic. The post-pandemic special. Yeah. Like I said, not to take away from his episode, but a lot of things we talked about are totally irrelevant now. <laughs> They're the most irrelevant elephant in the world. <laughs> but uh, You don't want that ivory. No. As always, that jar's not empty. Pass that thing around. Love your neighbor. Talk to someone different than you, and we'll see you next week for our next bracket. Y'all take care. <laughs>